have understanding unto the full knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the fullness of deity dwells bodily. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The 1599 Geneva Bible has this introductory paragraph for the epistle to the Hebrews. The drift and end of this epistle is to show that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, both God and man, is that true, eternal, and only prophet, king, and high priest that was shadowed by the figures of the old law and is now indeed exhibited, of whom the whole church ought to be taught, governed, and sanctified. Hear now the word of God, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, as we have it in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. God, having spoken long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days spoke to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who is the radiance of his glory, and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power, who, having accomplished cleansing for sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. In these first four verses, the author of Hebrews lays the groundwork for all that is going to follow in this epistle. All that is in our text and all that follows our text is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. We read that while God spoke long ago in many portions and in many ways, which is a reference to the Old Testament scriptures and the variety of men who pen them, we are told that in these last days, his full and final revelation has been given in his Son. We are living in the last days, a time period between the two advents of Christ Jesus. What was spoken and awaited completion has found its fulfillment in the Son of God. Our passage and all that follows in the book of Hebrews declares the superiority of Christ to the angels, to the Mosaic law, the Levitical priesthood, and all things, as he is prophet, priest, and king par excellence. The supremacy of King Jesus is evident, and that he has been appointed heir of all things. He is the creator of all things. In the child born and son given is the fullness of deity in bodily form. Emmanuel omnipotently holds up all creation, or upholds all creation. Through his life and substitutionary death, 
he has accomplished the cleansing of sins. He is seated at the Father's right hand, reigning and ruling over all creation. He is better than the angels, which is the main point of chapters 1 and 2. His name is above all names. Isaiah twas foretold it, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. It is very important for us to recall why the book of Hebrews was written. Jewish Christians were suffering persecution for their faith, and they were in danger of turning back to the Old Testament shadows, those shadows that found their fulfillment in Christ. And the author of this book is warning them not to do so. It's also important for us to recall how such things apply today. Regardless of the ridicule, mocking, slander, and persecution that we may endure, we must never turn back or seek any other way. We must always get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. (laughs) 